Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The University of Alabama adds a five-star. Wait a second. I thought that we were just blowing up that football program. I thought it was done. What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All righty. Alabama adds a five-star prospect written off too soon. I don't think so. I think that the University of Alabama is going to slip into mediocrity. I think this will be the beginning of it. I think that some boosters have realized they needed to pony up some money and they got some cash together quick to get a five-star prospect and to try to hold their class together. But I still think we are just seeing the march to mediocrity that is your Alabama Crimson Tide. And I believe it'll be a decade of mediocrity uh, I truly believe that because they had something special in Nick Saban. Obviously, he would have done the same thing at LSU or Tennessee or any other school. It was not the University of Alabama. It was Nick Saban, in my humble opinion. Tell me if I'm wrong, Caleb Calhoun. And it's brought to you by Don Self. Customer service still matters. State Farm agent Don Self and his team take customer service seriously. If you're in the Chattanooga area, no other place to go. DonSelf.net, DonSelf.net. Off the hook approved. And be sure and support our sponsors. That's why we're there. Everybody wants to save money, but what happens when you send in the claim? DonSelf.net, DonSelf.net, 423-396-2126, 423-396-2126. Tell me I'm wrong on that, Caleb. Let me bolster the Alabama case first. Okay. So they still have the number two rated recruiting class. They just added five-star receiver Ryan Williams out of Saraland, Alabama. For those who don't know, that's where Valus Jones Jr. hails from. T. Martin had a very strong pipeline into Alabama, into that part of Alabama for a long time. Great, great recruiter in that area. Um, Alabama has started to offset their losses in the transfer portal. They have... Now, ever since they had the outgoing transfers, just the wave of all of them, they've added a few Washington transfers. Now they added four-star quarterback Austin Mack, uh, four-star receiver Jeremy Bernard, and four-star interior offensive lineman Parker Brailsford. I'm willing to bet if you look at 247 Sports Composite, they still probably have one of the most talented teams in the country. And their transfer ranking based on 247 Sports right now Believe it or not, and this factors in who you've lost and who you've gained with your scoring on 247 Sports Composite, is 28th. So they're actually doing better than a lot of schools. Now, they haven't upgraded 
now 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 to be fair that they're that's based on who they've added, excuse me. So they have lost a lot. So I think there's a very strong argument that, look, they're still locked in with the number two recruiting class for 2024. I think they'll keep that. But I'm with you. This is you a lot of players. You were playing a little devil's advocate there, weren't you, Sneaky? I was. I think, I think, I think the inroads Nick Saban made with a lot of players kept them committed to Alabama for a year. I don't think DeBoer is going to be able to make those inroads, though, with a fresh recruiting class. They, what's funny, we just talked about Lane Kiffin and Derek Dooley. Derek Dooley got a top 10 class in 2010. That was because of the inroads Lane Kiffin made with a lot of those players, though, wasn't it? That he signed? True, um, true. And uh, listen, the, I think it's the next guy who has an opportunity because the money is there now that Nick Saban has built that program up. So I think that once the boosters figure out that they have to spend some money in NIL, and they're starting to, but I don't think it's going to save DeBoer. I don't think DeBoer is a great hire. I think it's a good hire. So I think it'll be the guy after DeBoer. Uh, the next guy is who it will be. And he will be able to perhaps resurrect a program that has been mediocre winning seven, eight games. That's what I see Alabama becoming. I'm putting on my forecasting hat. And I'm looking forward. I believe there are cloudy skies in the forecast for the Crimson Tide. So I'll say that. I think best case scenario, DeBoer struggles, is fired in four years, and the next guy has NIL money to spend. And the logistics across the board and everything in place like Tennessee has before they'll be able to compete for championships again. I think it's the next guy. Here's where the danger comes, Dave. And this is a big dangerous situation for Alabama. The danger. I'm the danger zone. Dangerous. Okay, sorry. Um Yo, Kenny Loggins on me with a danger. Zone. If Alabama starts winning seven or eight games, given the expectation level at that program, the money's going to stop coming in before the boosters realize it. Because let's look, let's call it what it is. Alabama is they're going to be apathetic about a 10-win season. They just are because of what they've been dealing with. Okay, but I totally disagree with you about the apathy part. I think they've tasted what it's like to be great. And I think that in four years, when they get over DeBoring, that they are going to pony up big time dollars. And let's not forget, they have one of the top three athletic budgets, which is not exactly a reflection of NIL, but it's usually a pretty good sign that there's a lot of cash around, right? Yes, but they also have one of the top three stupid level, stupid booster collectives uh, in the country, too. And I, I look, we're talking. Let's, you think they're going to learn their with, lesson? Can we go with ignorant? It's nicer. And I think it's more accurate. I don't think they've had to play the game. Caleb. Wait, no, I'm going to I'm going to so go. Jacob, no, Warren, Jacob Warren told me to play Catan and I played it on my vacation and I was awful at it. Wait, no, I'm because I know what they did before <laughs> Nick Saban. I know. And you know it too. Boosters push the hires more than the athletic directors. They went through athletic director after athletic director, but the boosters kept pushing, hire this guy because he knew Bear Bryant back in 1945. That is what they did for a good 26 years. They were so stupid. They thought all they needed to do to be great was just hire somebody who had like come into contact with Bear Bryant one time and Bear Bryant's ultra genius was going to rub off on that guy and that was going to make them great. And they spent 30 Nearly 30 years doing that until finally they got sick of it and they got desperate 
And Malmore, to his credit, was shooting for the stars because he was down to Saban and Spurrier. And they basically said, don't come back without Nick Saban. And so I think that they didn't. But Dave, Alabama didn't learn from Ray Perkins. They didn't learn from Bill Curry. They didn't learn from Mike DeBose. They didn't learn from Mike Price, okay, <laughs> or Dennis Franchoni. Okay, it took how long? It it was a level of stupidity that they had, and so I think to be that stupid, yeah, no, I'm I, I'm going to throw the word stupid over the boosters because they genuinely think they think things like, you know, the legacy of Bear, the legacy of Saban, or the legacy of Alabama outweighs what needs to be done to win in the current environment. That's how they think down in Alabama. And by okay. the way, that's how Tennessee thought for a long time, too. I will say that. They thought that way for the longest time in the 20th. Uh, Derek, who I uh, appreciate his input in um, into our conversations a lot because I think he's one of our better posters. He says, uh, read his comment there if you can about DeBoer while I change my name from uh, Caleb Calhoun to Dave Hooker on the uh, board here. Go ahead. <laughs> Derek Owen says, DeBoer can coach, LOL. Y'all got to stop it. We will know if it's a lack of players or a lack of coaching quickly. I actually don't think DeBoer I, I don't I actually don't think DeBoer is that bad of a coach either, Derek. Nah, he's gonna be on my football IQ segment a lot next year because he makes a lot of really dumb in-game decisions. But I actually don't think DeBoer is that bad of a coach either. I think he understands offense pretty well. But yeah, I I don't think he has a Josh Heupel offense that's gonna maximize players' abilities. I think he's gonna make some in-game mistakes and he's not gonna have the players to overcome it. 